The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. set to go. Lior Samfiru is your guy. Always here to answer the questions. And uh, that number afterwards to reach Lior and the team, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the handy website, free and anonymous, of course, for you to use anytime, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The main topic, what you thought you knew about severance is wrong. That's coming up here in just a a minute or two, but we always start off with the, uh, the week that was the case of the day. What's going on with you? Hey, Johnny. Awesome. Awesome to be here, of course, to talk about employment law and to solve those issues. I've been answering a lot of emails all day today. A lot of people, even this time, you know, summertime, kind of the dog days of summer, still get a lot of questions, a lot of emails, Mm -hmm. a lot of concerns that people have about their workplace, about their jobs. It doesn't end just because it's summer. If you're dealing with an employment issue, if you have a bad boss, if you think they're setting you up for failure at work, If you lost your job, if you're being mistreated, discriminated, bullied, harassed, you get the idea. Because there are solutions. There are answers. It's not just about airing your concerns. It's about actually getting help and solutions. So by all means, call us. You can reach me in the office, and we can always have that private chat, contact information, more again to come. But case of the day, situation that came across my desk just earlier today. This is one that I've dealt with before, but it is actually fairly common. I spoke with a lady, recently lost her job. Now, she, from her perspective, has worked with the same employer or certainly doing the same job for about 15 years. Now, Mm -hmm. over that 15-year period, that company has changed names several times, has changed ownership several times. Uh, she is, is kind of a, a more entry-level job that she had done. She really wasn't aware of the exact nature of the behind-the-scene transactions. But all she knew is that she had a job. Her job didn't change. Her pay didn't change. The name on the check changed a couple of times. Uh, but beyond that, she didn't really care as long as she had a job. Now, the now that she was let go, her employer says, well, you, you've really only been employed with us for two and a half years. And because of that, we're going to pay you severance for two and a half years. And so she was extremely shocked, upset. She was actually in, in shock by that. And she called me, of course. She did the right thing. She wanted to know what, what gives. I had really one job. The fact that they changed things behind the scenes, does that mean that I'm only a two and a half year employee now? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer here is absolutely not. Of course not. Whatever corporate machinations are going on behind the scenes does not deprive you of your service, does not deprive you of your seniority, and certainly does not deprive you of your severance. She is a 15-year employee. Even if there was a change of ownership, all those new owners would have inherited her service. She had a consistent job. She was never off. She was never let go, laid off put on a leave, none of that for 15 years. She is a 15-year employee. And for her, that means probably as much as 18 months severance. But I wanted to to tell everyone and remind everyone that ultimately, if you have a job and you lose that job, your entire time at that job with that employer is going to count regardless. 
of whether or not there was some transactions in the meantime, they, they changed their names, they changed their ownership. None of that actually matters. If you work consistently, that entire period of time is going to count towards your severance. And that's extremely important because, of course, a 15-year employee gets a lot more severance than a two-and-a-half-year employee. So I'm going to help her make sure that she gets what she's owed. You can't just extinguish someone's entitlements that way. And again, uh, anytime you need to uh, reach out beyond this uh, this show every week, uh, each day this week, actually, reach to Leo and his team, one 821 5900 I want to get into this before we take our first break here in a couple minutes, so let's get rolling on these. This is, a, this is a good one today. What you thought you knew about severance is wrong, and a lot of people are going to have the old, what, Re- really? Yes, exactly. Even though we've been doing this and you've been listening for a decade, more than decade and a half, or at least 10 years in a bit, it's going to be uh, surprising for many of you. First one is this. It's up to the company, Lior, to decide how much severance that employee is owed. So we're talking about things you think you know, but they're wrong. So if you think you know that it's really up to the company how much severance you're owed, you are wrong. You are absolutely wrong. The law doesn't care what the company wants. The law doesn't care what the company thinks it should be doing. The law is going to come in and say, you know what? Employer, take a seat. We're going to tell you how much you're owed, how you owe the employee. The law determines how much severance you are owed. So if the company thinks they have to pay you two months severance, it doesn't matter. If the law says they should be paying you 12 months instead of two months, they'll have to pay that. It's not even complicated to get that. Oftentimes, companies think that they're doing you a favor by paying you severance. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not a favor. The law imposes that very strict obligation. It's too many times I get emails from people, calls from people saying, well, the company says that this is all I get. That's all they want to pay me. So I guess they're the company. Is there really something else here? So forget about that. It's not about what the company wants. By the way, it's also not about what the employee wants, right? The law doesn't really care about that either. It's about what the law says you should be getting if you lose your job. We have a tool for you to find out how much severance you're owed. It's called the severance calculator. You can find it at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But it does not matter what the company wants or thinks it should be paying. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, you go into that room, you'll work for this big company that's uh, multinational, and there's a couple guys in suits and somebody from HR. It all looks very, you know, professional. They're the smart ones. They should know. It's HR here for uh, for Pete's sake. They know what I'm supposed to get with severance. And that's where people stumble quite often, right? They just assume the company's right. They should know because I don't know. Well, here's the thing. The company may actually know, but they may just hope that you don't. They mm, may just hope right. that, hmm, yeah, we owe them 12 months, but if we say we're only paying three Man, wouldn't that be nice if he accepts that? Then we just saved a bunch of money. So doesn't matter ultimately what the company's doing. It's the employee's job before they sign that piece of paper, before they sign that severance agreement, to get that advice and inform themselves about what they're owed. Because once you, once you sign, you can't go back. More surprises just ahead after a short break. The Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
you, Ben. Welcome back indeed. What you thought you knew about severance is wrong. Number two is this. You know, a different size company, Leor, have different severance obligations. Makes sense. Mom and pop shop or massive corporation, right? Nope. In a way, you'd think that would kind of make sense. You know, yeah. small, tiny little company, huge company, on the other hand, with thousands of employees. Do they have the same obligations? Well, the answer is they do. So this misconception that small companies don't have the same severance obligations, that's all it is. It's a misconception. It's wrong. So you think you know that. Well, unfortunately, that's not correct. No, not at all. So if you work for a company with one other employee or you're maybe the only employee, guess what? You get the same amount of severance as if you had worked for a big company. Your severance is based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And if you've been there for a while, you could get two years of severance. So doesn't matter. Small company, you get your full severance. So don't accept anything less than that. Yeah, it's interesting. If you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, open up the severance calculator, nowhere there just to say, so uh, how many people work at that company you used to work for? It's not there. Right. It's not there because it's not going to change the analysis any way, shape, or form. Again, it's your age, your position, and the length of your employment. Those are the factors, not the size of the company, the number of employees, or the size of the company's payroll. Let's get to a uh, call here. Vlad, thanks for standing by, pal. How are you this evening? Good. Hi. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Yes. Uh, um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, my friend uh, told me that... Uh, the person they know that works for the lawyer's uh, company, lawyer's uh, office, uh, the employer told them that uh, in uh, six months or eight months, I don't remember exact date, they're going to be fired in the future. They told them exact date, but instead of giving them severance, they're allowing them to work for six or eight months, or whatever the time mm-hmm. was. And I'm, not, I'm wondering if this is uh, uh, lawful or this is against the Good law. question. Great question. Excellent question. And the answer is yes, it is lawful. A company can provide what we call working notice of termination or sometimes, sometimes people call it working severance. So as an example, if a company owes someone eight months severance, one way to do that instead of paying eight months severance is to give them eight months notice of termination. And if they give enough notice, then that's fine. But here's the key. So let's say this person is getting six months or eight months. The question is this, is he owed more severance than that? Because let's say he's really owed 12 months severance, but he's only given eight months to work. That means that they still owe him another four months that they're gonna have to pay him at the end. So this person should call me to to assess how much he's actually owed. Again, if he didn't get enough notice, they have to make up the difference by way of severance. Yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, it's just that person might not feel really good to keep working for this company. They're telling him they're going to they're going to fire you, but you still can work for under six months or, or 10 months, you know. Yeah, and the problem is, and, and this person should know, is that if they leave before, they're going to be considered to have resigned. So if they were otherwise owed more severance in the end, but they quit before then, then they're not going to get it. So again, before this person does anything, probably a good advice if you're able to reach them to have them contact me and we can discuss it with them. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vlad. Appreciate the uh, the time. And here's that number for your pal, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's uh, that's how we get into that one. You can also email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But back to the main topic. Love this one uh, tonight. What you thought you knew about severance is wrong.
Number three is this. When you were let go, you got, ah, you know, one or two weeks for every year of service. Common knowledge, Lior. What gives? People just know this, right? Like, yeah, no, I know. I know. It's a, I get a week per year. Maybe if I'm really lucky here, I'll get two weeks per year. I just know that to be the case. Well, guess what? That's wrong. You may not you think you know that. Well, you don't actually know it because it's not true. It's wrong. There is no rule of a week per year or two weeks per year or really any other formula. Absolutely not. For the vast majority of people, it's a lot more than that. And it's not a a simple calculation as well. I worked here for three years, therefore I get three weeks. No. We look at your age, your position, and the length of your employment. That may mean that uh, an employee that worked for a year may get six months severance. That may mean that an employee that worked for nine years gets 12 months. You get the idea. So, no, it's not a week per year. And every single day, John, this is what really burns me, is every single day people accept severance that's terrible. They sign off on that paper because they think they only get a week per year. So they were offered somewhat more than that. They're happy. They sign not knowing that really they're owed that much more. So forget about this idea. To forget about this uh, nonsense of a week per year or, or, or that type of a formula. That's not the law. That's not what you're owed. You want to know what you're owed. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use the severance calculator or just give me a call. You know, and this this point is really important, Lior, with people who have you know served for you know less than a year. They think, oh, I haven't even worked for you. Of course, I don't get severance. I haven't even earned the two weeks yet, right? Absolutely, and then that's another thing that people think that they know. Well, I work for a short period of time. I must be owed nothing, or if I'm lucky, maybe I can squeeze a couple of weeks' pay out of them. No, no, no. Short service does not mean little severance. Not at all. In fact, the opposite is true. Yes, the opposite. What I mean by that is short service employees, employees with, say, three years seniority or less, are treated disproportionately better than longer service employees. So you may be getting you know, six months severance, if you know you work for a few months or a year or so, uh, and, and that's how the law treats you. And that's because the law understands that just because you work somewhere for a short period of time doesn't mean you're going to find a job very quickly. In fact, it may be more difficult to find a job because you have to explain why you only lasted six months in the previous company. So the severance compensates for that, compensates for the time it may take you to find another job. So that's why, again, you think maybe that you're not going to get much severance because you just started working. You only work for a short period of time. Wrong. The opposite is true. No, no. When we talk about where uh, you're probably wrong is that, uh, you know, if you are, quote, fired as opposed to laid off, then you don't get severance. Yeah. And, and again, people think, well, you know, oh, my God, I was fired or, or you, you don't want to be fired. You want to be laid off. Forget about that. That that concept is, is doesn't exist in law. Okay. The law only understands a termination for cause or without cause. The only time you don't get severance is if you did something horrible, okay? And then it's so bad that it's not possible to employ you. And it's not the company's call. They don't get to decide when they have cause. The law makes that decision. If if the company says, oh, you did something wrong, we have cause, we're not going to pay you severance, the law's going to look at that and say, no, that's not bad enough. Therefore, you absolutely owe him severance. 
the law doesn't have this concept of fired. Okay, that, that, that's that's something that people use. There's no such thing in, in no law book and no statute and no legal principle that says fired. Okay, so it's either you were let go because you did something awful, something terrible, or were let go for other reasons, in which case you are owed severance. And in the vast majority of cases, in probably 95% of cases, when someone has been let go, yeah, they are owed their full severance. Something else you probably uh, think, or you're probably wrong if you thought this, and that is being on contract means you don't get severance. Gosh, you get this phone call almost every week. Oh, gosh, I, I get this con- this call, this email almost every day at the office, yeah. and people that are saying, well, I'm on contract, which may mean one of two things, either that they're, quote-unquote, independent contractors or believe that they are, or they're signed a, a fixed-term agreement to work for a specific period of time. Either way, yes, you get severance. This idea, by the way, of being an independent contractor, most of the time means you've been misclassified. The vast majority of people that think really that they're independent contractors, they think that they're consultants, that they're not really employees, they're wrong. Okay, You are an employee, you've probably been misclassified. If you have one job and you, you do that job and you do what your employer tells you, you've been doing it for a while, you are an employee. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. Therefore, you are owed severance. So being on contract does not mean you don't get severance. You still get severance. And by the way, I mentioned the pocket employment lawyer. We have a tool there that allows you to find out if, in fact, you've been misclassified, if, in fact, you are really an employee and not a contractor. So again, for that, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And this one is is probably on the list, the biggest shame of all. People think, you know, know, it's just not worth pursuing full severance. How am I going to get it? Yes. Again, you think you know, and this is, well, it's going to be difficult. It's costly. It's going to be complicated. It's going to be really tough to get severance. So what's the point? I'll just accept whatever the offer is and and forget about it. And I've heard people give other people advice like that. Oh, yeah, well, maybe you wrote more, but do you really want to do this? Oh, my God, so complicated. Wrong, okay? That is wrong. When it comes to severance, call it wrongful dismissal, uh, call it termination without cause. Those issues are not complicated to resolve. They don't take long. They're not expensive, and they're not complicated. Okay, they're not. There's many other legal disputes that can be complicated and tough and expensive. Employment law, at least when it comes to your severance, that's not one of them. So don't be afraid of the process. Don't give up on your rights because you assume something that is not correct. Make the call. Let's talk about it. Let's assess exactly what you're owed, and we'll tell you how you go about getting it. Oftentimes, a letter from my office does the trick, and we're done. So don't ever be afraid of that. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's going to be this long, drawn-out court battle, and that's just not the case with employment law. It doesn't happen very often. Well, listen, who wants a long, drawn-out court battle, right? Obviously, no one wants to. And if you thought, yeah, maybe I'm owed a few more months, babe, but I don't want this long, drawn-out court battle three years from now. Uh, so I'm just going to accept it. And, and if that was the case, I wouldn't blame you for accepting it. But that's not the case. Instead of these three years, it could be three weeks. We can resolve it with the letter. You, you, you won't even be thinking, looking, at uh, considering court. So when it comes to employment law, please don't be afraid of the process. It's not the type of legal process that would uh, cause you any concerns. Plus, if you think about it, you think the company on the other side who are, are going to lose eventually, they want to pay their lawyers for three years in court to just wrap this up matter, which they could do in a matter of weeks. Obviously, they're not going to do that, right? 
No, if you're owed severance, they're going to pay you severance. We just have to call them on it. And in the vast majority of cases, that's all that it's required. We get this resolved, you move on, and you forget about it. Last one here. We're talking about the, the parts of uh, severance that you think you knew about, but you're getting wrong. You know, if you try to get severance, or you're going to burn bridges with your former employer. Don't want that to happen. And that's true. And you know what? I, I'm, I've said this before. I'm a big believer in never burning bridges, right? And building them, not burning them. So I, I completely respect people that want to maintain that good relationship. But here's the thing. You should never think you're going to burn bridges just because you want what the law says you should have. Listen, if you're being greedy and you're demanding these crazy things you're not owed and you're threatening them that they have to pay you this or else, you may burn bridges. But when we approach the company by saying, listen, you owe this person this much, it's not me saying this, it's the law, let's get this resolved professionally and amicably, in the majority of cases, that's what happens. We resolve it, we resolve it on good terms, no bridges are burned. In fact, one of the things we negotiate for is a reference and a reference letter. Uh, and, and the company doesn't take it personally because it's the law. They may not be happy about the law, but guess what? That's not up to you or me. We, there's laws here. We all have to comply with them. So never, ever worry about burning bridges. Let's grab a, an email. This one's from Henry. It says, guys, love the show. Question, my employer let me go a week after I came back from medical leave. I just found an ad online where they've posted for a replacement for me. Can they do this? So let's break this down. Obviously, if he's being replaced, if uh, he saw that the company's looking to hire something for his role, well, clearly then it's not... He's not being let go because the role has been extinguished, because the role is eliminated, or there's a restructuring. None of that is true. The company still needs someone. So if they need someone, why not him? Well, something happened. What what was that thing that happened? He took a medical leave. Well, wait a second. If he's let go because he took a medical leave, that's illegal. That could be a human rights violation. Can't do that. So this certainly starts to look, and in fact very much looks, like it would be a human rights violation, not legal. So if you're let go because you're, you're about to take a leave, you've taken a leave, you're coming back from a medical leave, in many cases that's illegal. Unless the company can show that the reason you were let go had nothing at all to do with this medical leave, in which case you just get severance. But if it has something to do with that, the law is going to come down hard on that employer. There's going to be damages to pay. And John, this seems like that type of situation. Let's get to Joanne quickly before we wrap this. Guys, let me give it two choices. These are great. To reduce my hours significantly or to relocate from Toronto to Barrie. What are my rights? Nothing wrong with Barrie, but there's a third option here, uh, and and that is none of the above, right? She can say, I'm not doing that. The company doesn't have a right to relocate her, uh, certainly that far. It is a substantial difference, Toronto or Barrie. Uh, you know, if you're going to face that type of traffic, uh, it's going to increase your commute by significant amount every single day. So she can say, I'm not doing that. And, and if ultimately she loses her job, she's owed severance. So she's not quitting. She's not doing anything wrong. Anytime you're looking at a significant relocation, a relocation that's going to, you know, maybe mean more than an hour commute for you, uh, more than what you had before, you should think constructive dismissal. It's not something the company's allowed to do. But before you tell the company to, to go away and you're not doing it, call me because we want to do it right. And with that, we are done. Back in tomorrow, 6.30 with Lior again. So until then, you can always use this number to get more information. Ask your questions, one 855 
821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and that website one more time. Easy for you to use, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow night again at 630, the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. I'm on the law, I'm not